Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 14th of April, 2020. It is a Tuesday. Most of us, almost all of us, have to stay home. And this week, I did want to talk about, hey, you know what? We're here. So what do we do with our time? And there's so many different ways to approach it, right? Because there's the physical things we do that we can fix, learn, jump into, and create. And we realize we had a lot of stuff in our houses that we can do those things with. The things that we bought to do one day, paint that we may have left over. We realize that every time we do something, we overbuy things like more paintbrushes than we need or whatever. And, and we end up keeping them and we store them and we put them somewhere in a garage or in a cabinet. And now we're like pulling stuff out, right? And we find <laughs> that some of it, the paint is like all dry and it's been there for so many years. And other things we find are still alive and well and going on. So it's like we're finding these little flickers, these flickers of light that shine in our lives, that remind us of everything we had going on and how much we did in a day. And we haven't changed. It's not like we're not doing anything. It's what we're doing that's changed, right? It's that we have time to think a thought through. And in the beginning, we still didn't do that because we didn't really understand what it felt like to have this kind of time again or ever. So we're learning a lot about our character, what our character is, building our character, developing our character, so that we can take on ourselves, our lives, what we're doing with our lives, the people in our lives, how we deal with that. We can directly see, because we are at home, the effect of that, how it affects us, the way we behave. Instead of just, you know, shouting out our opinion, we're opinionated or telling everybody they're wrong and how right we are or whatever it is that we got used to just doing, being the person who always cuts up the other person or tells them that, you know, oh, no, 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 I know more than you do. Instead of just saying, oh, well, you think like that great or the person who's always over helpful and you feel like oh my gosh stop because it's just too much and we start to think about now the people who helped us as being kind like wow you know why would they have taken that much time instead of me pushing them away because I thought hey they talk too much they were really helpful in my life day and age now we don't go see them but we pick up a phone or send them a text or send them a note and just tell them we love them because we are now seeing the light in what's around us and the things that feel aggravating frustrating or actually anxious provoking that actually produced anxiety in us we're saying oh that's not worth it anymore 
And that's the one thing that I saw change the most is that things that brought that anxious feeling in us, we are no longer tolerating the same because we are stuck with ourselves all day. And I know that sounds funny, but before we shared ourselves with many people a day, we shared ourselves, we went to the store, we talked to the grocery lady, we we get in the car, we get on the phone, we get to our next appointment, we do our appointment, we get in the car, we get on the phone, we're, and then we're rushing and we're stuck in traffic and all of it's hitting us at once. And then by the time we get home, we're like, oh, wow, we're finally home. And, and then we have to rush through dinner or the kids or whatever is there. And that rush is gone so the anxiety that was still part of us because we didn't know how much it was a part of us is slowly inch by inch taking a walk out the door it's kind of an interesting feeling to start seeing that and now we're thinking about things like our duty as a human being as our own lives like hey how have i taken care of myself hey, do I like what I've been doing? I've always wanted to not do this, whatever habit it is. Some people, it's smoking. Some people, it might be having too many drinks before they go to bed. I think that's the one I get the most from actually more women than men, drinking wine before bed, believing that helps them sleep, and it probably does. But at the same time, as we get older, weight-wise, it starts creating havoc on our calorie count, I guess, and um, they don't want that anymore. So they're looking at how to revise habits. Sleeping earlier is another one. But how do we bring out what we believe we came here to do? Because most of us by now know what it is. We know that, hey, you know what? I'm a really good helper I'm a great support person, or I really love a neat environment, or I really love to cook for people, and now there's nobody in my house if you live alone. We're starting to see where our gifts are because we're starting to have the time to naturally gravitate. And if you're not sure at what you do every day, Not what you plan, because planning is different. That's saying, okay, I'm going to do this. But what you naturally think about wanting to do every single day. I know someone who discovered that they love, like homes, they're looking at homes all day on their computer in different rooms and different sizes and different shapes. And now they're doing online um, designer classes or courses to learn how to design. And they may actually come out with a whole new profession. And and what she loves most is how to utilize space in a room. And it's interesting that she never, ever thought of that. But it brings her great joy. It brings out her creativity to start putting all that into play. But how do we see that light? How do we get to where we can see the positives? Because sometimes we say we are, and then something happens, and we swear our heads off. We drop something, and you know we're like, oh, and then we realize that we're still not at a place 
where we can breathe through stuff that happens that we don't like. So there was a young kid, and they put, you know, there was a dark room. They We closed the shades, and they did everything like that, and the room is dark. And then there was a paper, and they poked holes in the paper. And then they took a flashlight, and they ran it on the other side of the paper so that only the, those little holes would have light that came through them to show the child and, and children that that little pinhole of life is all you need to see the light. Because once you see the light, you have the awareness that it's there. And the only way that light can expand and grow within you is just by you knowing that it's there. And I know it sounds funny because we're older can say things like, I know there's a light in me. But if you say that enough, you are going to believe it. We look at other people and we say, oh, they have a bright light. Oh, they're beaming. But I will say today that that is you too. That is us. Crazy as this pandemic is, and as nutty as it has turned our world upside down, it is that pinhole of light. We have, during our lifetimes, been made to see our effects on our earth, our effects of each other. We're seeing the black and white of ego and love. And the people who only talk, you could see it if you turn on any TV and listen to any politician, you can tell in a second which one is coming from a place of light and which one is coming from a place of being self-serving and not caring about anybody else but their own career. Still, they're in that rat race and they are standing out in such a way. Not because they're good or bad. We're just into the recognition of what we are seeing right now because we are seeing ourselves. So that's going to take me to why Christ teaches through experience. He teaches through experience. He's giving us right now this chance to dig down deep Inside, and we're digging. We're digging. And the more we dig, the more we can see. The more you find out about yourself, I don't even care if it is something like you appreciate the sunlight. I will tell you how much it takes to wake up and look and say, wow, what a beautiful day. A lot of people walk right past that. 
wow, I appreciate this day. And instead of looking at what's missing, we see what's there. And when we see that, and then we hear someone talk about everything that's wrong, it feels toxic. And it's not being all Pollyanna and enjoying. It's not about that. It's about the level of appreciation. And we earn that, that we can feel for that little speck of light that we can see and work towards and expand it in our lives. We can also see when that is not happening. And the day that we are going to come out of this in stages, we are going to start to carve a life for ourselves. Because we are coming out of this aware. We're already more aware. It's not like we're all sitting here and going, okay, we got one more week of vacation. That's not what this is about. We are in a place in the bigger picture of life, of being in a position. Every single part of us. And we're putting ourselves back together again, like Humpty Dumpty that fell off the wall. Christ always said, we aren't bad people. We were pressured and stressed. And there's a lot of people financially feeling stress. But when you talk to them, there's a calmness to them. There's there's a young couple that I know, and I I refer to them quite a bit here because I'm learning a lot from them, but they just started living together. They were going to move in together at the end of May when they were done with projects at work, and they had it planned out for a long time. And then with all of this happening, they moved in together sooner because otherwise they would be apart. And they have a house. He has a house, a smaller home. And they're both so busy that if I ever talk to them or see them, it's definitely maybe once a week because they're just that busy. They just don't have the time. And the other day, they're like, well, what did you do today? And I told them, and I said, what did you do? And they said, we were pruning all day. And I'm like, pruning what? They were out in the backyard pruning for a whole day and probably have another week's worth left because once you get started doing those things, you realize how much work it is to make it look great. They bought seeds, and they're planting a garden and flowers, and they learned how to do all of that. And they're proud of it, and it's their food. And we're going to have squash, and we're going to have watermelon, and we're going to have, what was the other thing? Corn, corn, stalks of corn. And they were so proud of themselves. And I haven't heard that kind of satisfaction from either one of them in all the years that I've known them, ever. When I 
was with them in their jobs. We would talk, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, we did this, we did that, and, God, I'm, I'm so scared that this won't work out, and, I'm, and, you know, just the normal stuff. But they're not scared their garden's not going to work out. And they did it with their hands. They would have never, ever had that opportunity. Calmer. They were eating dinner at, like, 10 o'clock at night because that's usually when they got home from work. And they're like, wow, we moved up our dinner time to, like, 7.30. We're working out on the days that we're not working out in the backyard doing what we're doing. It's like a home's become a homestead, you know, like back in the day when they'd say the homestead. Those are the things that's quiet, warm, calm feelings. They're scared. They haven't gotten any money yet from the government. They aren't working right now, so they don't have income coming in. They're scared to death. At the same time, they have never been happier, calmer. That light that we are discovering is the light in us that we have been walking right by for the duration of our lives. When we were kids, we saw it. We would play. We would think about, you know, running with our neighbors or with wherever our parents took us. We would always find a way to play. I remember when we were kids and we were going to go to someone's house and we would always ask our parents, you know, well, do they have kids? Because we wanted kids. Because we wanted someone to play with, someone new to play with. And we are learning to see that kid in us right now. And we are learning to enjoy our time with ourselves and the people that we never even knew had the same interests as we did in certain ways because there just wasn't time to find it out. But even as I am talking to you, I feel calm. I feel like we're just sitting on a porch And we're just having this conversation about how calm things are starting to feel. When I woke up, there's an upstairs and a downstairs in my house. So on the upstairs, I can actually see the street and there's a light about 100 yards from my house. And normally, it's it's the only street that takes you in or out of town. So in the mornings, there's always a long line (laughs) leaving this area to get out and get on that road to go to work. Even at 4.30 in the morning, there's still a handful of cars. But this morning when I woke up, I, I go, wow, that's so weird. I'm so used to seeing that street empty now. And it's empty. And I liked the quiet. I never minded seeing the cars. I was like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to work. And on the days I'd go back to Pasadena, I would be one of those people. I would leave right after the show. I'd have everything planned, and I would go at 6 so that I wouldn't hit traffic. And instead of an hour and a half, it would take me 40 minutes to get there. And once you go through downtown L.A., it's like, you know, you're you're hitting the the cruise. You can just get there pretty quickly. And so I would plan that. And now I can get to Pasadena, even though there's nowhere to go, but I can get there in 40 minutes at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 
But as I was driving to go to the grocery store, and my son was going with me, this was a couple weeks ago, because I don't know if we've done it since, unless a quick run. But as we were driving, I turned around and looked at him, and I said, this is what it was like in the 70s. Because in the 70s, we didn't have that many restaurants. People didn't go out to eat as a way of life. I mean, it was like if you guys went out to eat, it was a big deal, like the whole family, and you'd dress up, and you would choose the place. And, and you know, growing up where I did, the, the place was like Red Lobster. When Red Lobster, I don't know if you guys know where that is, but it's a franchise, and it's it's now – considering all the new restaurants, probably lower on the totem pole, but it was the biggest thing that we had, and they sold fish there. And in the Midwest, you don't make much fish because there isn't much good fish, at least not in the wintertime. So it was funny how we would see that, and we would get dressed, and we'd probably see people we knew there, and it would be a big event. And I said, now everyone just, you know, depending on what kind of food they eat and where they go and how all that works out. So I was telling him, but look, it's the middle of the day, and you can go anywhere. And you can get there in 10 minutes. Quiet. Nobody's rushing. It's just a whole different feeling. And I said, but this is exactly how I used to feel when I was growing up. If we went somewhere in a car, because we would ride our bikes even there was a small store by our house and we my mom would say can you go pick up whatever and we'd ride our bikes there and get it and come back and we'd have baskets on our bikes and whatever it was and that was completely normal and a lot of times women on our blocks mothers didn't have the families didn't have second cars yet that was like a big deal when a family had two cars and I said and now I just filled up my tank of gas, and I think the last time I did it was almost six weeks ago, a few weeks before we stayed in for this whole time. And I just put it in, and I was at a quarter tank yesterday. And the gas prices have gone down by like 70 or 80 cents a gallon. And everywhere you go, you don't wait anymore. And you go and you come back and it's like, wow, you're back already. And you forget that nobody else is on the road. And families are on their blocks now. And I see people I have never seen walking by my house and they're my neighbors. Families that i never seen. There are pets that are beautiful. I mean, it's we are in a place of calm. This is the light we have been looking for these warm quiet looks like nothing's happening moments the discoveries in our thoughts as we're walking from our kitchen to our living room like oh wow I could breathe and I'm conscious of the fact that I'm breathing like oh wow that's so cool or I can just pick up that book and and actually read it. Like, really read it. And I know it sounds funny, everybody's saying that, but if you do it, you'll know what I'm talking about. 
this knowledge that's there that we didn't have the time to learn because we were on rinse and repeat. And now we, in this quiet, because the light propels itself, love propels, we are learning as much now about life in ourselves as we did when we were children. And we have been taken back to that state of mind of being a child. Because the kind of time we have to think now is the way it was when we were children. A lot of parents who have young children are learning things about their children. Their own children did not know. There was a woman who has a child who has dyslexia, and it was up to the school to take care of her child. And she said, wow, it was really hard to teach my child at first. But I found a way to reach her, and she's learning. The mother would have, throughout the lifetime of that child, had things not changed, throughout the lifetime may not have ever known or had this kind of bond with her daughter. But she does now. That alone will change the trajectory of their relationship from now until forever. Because the light is shining on us right now. It's shining on you right now. Even if what you learn today is that you actually like a slower pace, you will fight to keep that slower pace. And the things you do will mean so much to you because it will be like, wow, you know what? This is worth, worth giving my time to. I like it enough to do it. I always say, you, when you say no, it gives yes a greater importance. That's one of the Christisms that we have. When you say no, it gives yes a lot more importance in your life. And we'll start saying yes when we mean it. When we mean it. And it will mean something to us. And the energy we put in it will be felt by everyone around it. We really are that simple. And that self-love thing that we talk about all the time, it's happening. Because self-love comes from us saying, I'm not so bad. Why was I so hard on myself? I wasted all those years being hard on myself. I don't need to waste that anymore. Here I am. Good, bad, or indifferent. Here I am. Let me be who I am. Because right now, I kind of don't have a choice as to who I am. This is who I am. And you know what? I like it. I don't want a choice of being someone else or better than what I was. I'm deeper than who I was. I am deeper 
and we start to see that glow, that warmth, that love, that feeling that doesn't have a word to it, that reminds us that there is a purpose to who we are. And that that duty of finding out who we are throughout our lives, it's right it's right before us. This is live time. Know when tomorrow comes and know what happened yesterday. So take a minute every day and take a deep breath, a warm breath, and remind yourself that you are your best day that you ever were before. And then do that every day. And the things you are grateful for are probably very different today than they even were a month ago. You guys, my time is up. It just felt like such a gentle, warm talk. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship One. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.